The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com this is the last minute blues podcast with jeff burton donnie fandango and former blues defenseman jamie rivers it is another edition of the last minute blues podcast donnie fandango jeff burton from 1057 the point and I'll be damned. The dude is back. Jamie Rivers, what's <laughs> up, oh my boy? There yeah. he is. Yes, Kaiser Sose uh, is back. I told you you would get out early. Yes. What? <laughs> Good behavior. Good behavior. I, and, right now, my self-esteem is at an all-time high. I haven't seen Jamie in a couple of months. <laughs> right. So the timing is really right for me to be brought back down to earth. Yeah. So it's wow. great to see you, man. I've been listening. You guys have been doing good, getting out there on your own and swimming in the deep end. <laughs> Holy shit. Bringing in all these guests. I've gotten a lot of sleep. I'm eating well and my complexion is clearing up. So bring me back down. I'm so proud of you, Crayon, eating sons of bitches. I'll tell you that much. We, we You know, man, we, we've missed the hell out of you, but we really have had some great chats in your absence. I mean, Joey Vitale was ridiculous. Barrett Jackman, unbelievable. Kerber was crazy great. You know, Alex Ferrari. So, you know, we've had some some good folks coming in to try to, uh, you know, uh, maintain for you, and they've done an all right job. Yeah, no, they've done a great job. Everybody, you guys have done a fantastic job. Listen to all the episodes, and I, I wish I had something that I could jab you guys about, but I think it's been really good. You know, wow. apart from Jeff. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> all right, we're done here. <laughs> Good so, Lord. so I mean, like you—you you have been gone for a minute, man. Like, like what, what, what's going on? We again, we've just we've missed your face. Yeah, no. Listen, it was—it's just been a weird situation to where before the show started, obviously, it, it happened really fast, mm-hmm. and I had prior obligations to do with my hockey business and other things that to do with the NHL uh, surrounding the All Star Game that came to town, and also some personal stuff. Just trying to straighten everything out. Quite honestly, guys, my life wasn't ready to jump into a radio show four hours a day full time. Sure. But we wanted to kind of get it off the ground and and get it going so that we had something in place for when all this would settle down. You know, and and unfortunately, you've had to take this time off. But I learned I've known this guy for 20 something years and I realized the other day when we talked, you got so many balls in the air, so to speak. You got so many businesses and things going on. Thank you for making the time to come in here. Yeah. I did not know that. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that yeah that I, that I'm involved with that 
you know, what's the, what's that saying? The greatest trick the devil ever played was making the world think he didn't exist. Well, mine is that to make the world think that I'm not an intelligent guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, up to this point, that's been That's working. right. It's successful, <laughs> really right? Not, yeah. Knocking that out of the park. Yeah. So with the hockey company and also my brother and I uh, are starting a U.S. branch of our Canadian company that's a branding and media company up there, and we're trying to bring it down here. We are, in fact, and we'll be based out of Tampa, Florida, but we're going to be conducting business here in St. Louis, too. So a lot of stuff going on in the meantime. As a guy in radio, will you be hiring in the future when I need a job? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I don't uh, know when, but eventually. When we need that runway model to uh, model some of the swag and the branding, it won't be you. Thank so, you. Oh. <laughs> does your does your brother still live in Canada, or does he live in Tampa? No, he lives in Canada. Lives in Canada uh, right. But the the odd thing is that uh, a girl that worked for him up in Canada, uh, her husband got transferred down to Tampa, and now my brother, when he originally played pro hockey, jo- was with the Tampa Bay Lightning at the start of his career. So it's all kind of come full circle, and we've been talking a lot about creating a U.S. branch for this company called Gun Media. I don't know if you guys have seen it on my Twitter. I retweet things all the time. Um, but now it's a perfect opportunity with another, an ex-employee that can handle the workload down there, Tampa, where my brother broke into the NHL and still has a lot of contacts, and then in the U.S., where now I can be a part of it, and the branding side of it, you don't have to be the next-door neighbor. You can do it, you know, per se, from long distance, mm-hmm. as long as you have the graphics right, the clothing right, the branding right, all that stuff, it can be done. So now we have a U.S. component that'll be opening up, and, it's exciting stuff, man. It's going to make me even busier, which I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> man, and, and all this, it, it makes me feel lazy, and I feel like I got a lot of, ball, a lot, a lot of things going on. You I just got I mean? a lot of balls. They're, sometimes they're in the air, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're in his beard. Eventually, that phrase was going to come <laughs> yeah, up in this no. podcast, yeah. and Burton was going to capitalize on <laughs> yeah, it. That's just what do. was going to happen. I know. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about what they are once it's settled in the United States? Maybe we can give it a plug or something Yeah, like we'll that? Get it, once we get it settled up and all that, I'll give it a plug, Dan, just okay. Because I hate to be talking about it now, and then people are like, "Hey, well, I'm interested." And I'm right. like, "Okay, well, yeah, we're not yeah. even up and running right. yet." Well, do keep in mind we are open for sponsorships here on the last. This minute is what I heard. Podcast, <laughs> yes, so. what I we heard. Are, we are still open for podcasts. Why don't we do have some time, some spots left? Well, you yes. know, we can we can start out the, the podcast a bit with some good blues news before we got before we got in the studio today. I don't know if you guys saw on the social media, but. 91, back on the ice and skating today, man. So he's a, playing tonight. A, yeah. <laughs> back Woo, in the lineup. Yeah. Right away. Here we go. Yeah. First power play. No, he, uh, he's he been taking baby steps to get back on the ice. And look, that's the most frustrating injury for a guy because physically he's able to get out there and skate and do all that stuff. And obviously upper body wise, handling the puck, passing the puck, shooting the puck. That's the struggle. And as a hockey player, like he wants to, you always want to bite off more than you can chew. Yeah. And this is where they've got to put the shock collar on him and not let him do that. And, in fact, I would be making him skate without a stick in his hand. So he can't even try to to do that. Correct, yeah, because the biggest thing is, oh, just have a puck over here. Oh, just stick him a little bit. Oh, let's see if I could shoot. And then all of a sudden, you know, oh, you get that zing and you've done something stupid to yourself. So is it right now, don't give him a stick so he doesn't hurt himself, but really down the road, maybe a couple, two, three weeks, once he gets his legs under him, it's that first hit as well, right? Well, the hit, yeah, that will be the last test. Uh, That's the one you want to wait the longest on because if you do it too soon and let's say he takes a hit and it pops out or does something again, now you're like, holy crap, that was too early. What do we do? Now he's done for another six to eight months. Yeah, see you next year. You know, forget about it. Can we ask the NHL to have him not get hit? Is that (laughs) I mean, I think... 
think we could put a red jersey on. Them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think red, we could no put a request jersey. in. Yeah. See what now. happens. We'll see what happens. I'm sure yeah. the other guys will go along with it. The other teams will be fine with that. How about we just do this? <laughs> we just submit a list. And every well, every team submits one player on their team that you can't touch. The no hit list. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so funny story, and, and this is loosely pertaining to what we just said. When I played in Switzerland, the top score on each team. Now this is funny as hell because it's Europe. They would have a special jersey. In He's the, whispering so the people in Europe don't hear him. <laughs> what they did Sorry, in Switzerland. Uh, the top score would wear a helmet that had flames on it. Like designed flames, mm-hmm. and the jersey would have flames, and it said top score on the back of it. Wouldn't that make you want oh, to okay. absolutely pummel that person? Thank six you, rows in? Donnie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's like hit me highlighter, right. is what that is. So we would play in our rink in Ombre Piota, was half outdoors, meaning that the end zones of it were open air. So you could see the mountains. When it snowed, it would snow inside the building. And we'd play at 8 o'clock at night. Screw you and your outdoor classic. Yeah. <laughs> Every home game is an outdoor classic. Well, it would be like minus 100, right? Not really, but, you know, you get what I'm saying. And you could tell in warm-up, I'd look over at the other team and I'd find the top score because he's got all the flames, right? <laughs> right yeah. you just see the misery in their face about how they didn't want to be there. So I'd always tell the coach, first shift that guy plays, put me on. And I would go out there and I would just run that son of a bitch as hard as I could. <laughs> just suck the life right out of him. And that's then the top score. He'd shut it down. He's like, I'm not dealing with this asshole. So what's, what's the reason for the jersey and the helmet then? So the it's fans sponsored. can see? It's oh. sponsored. Oh, it's sponsored. sponsored. Ah. And so so they, that every concussion is now sponsored because you're going to go after me. <laughs> and I endorsed it. Right. Yes. But yeah, that was weird. So like you talk about the red jersey, but don't hit guys. Yeah. Well, this one was like a fucking green light. Like, go <laughs> hit yeah. this guy. Yeah. yeah. Do you would wow. you even say like a, a like a I mean at this point you don't really have a timeline but Jamie what would you think would be realistic for us to think with Tarasenko is it still you know playoffs is when he would w- could potentially return or is there any chance that he can catch any regular season action Okay so yes there's a chance he could now if I'm Doug Armstrong Craig Berube and the Blues organization I'm looking at it from a standpoint to go okay how can this injury end up benefiting us as a club and the only way that it benefits you is one team's playing fantastic without him so that's a bonus we didn't know that they could do this they are and we're thrilled about that now secondly you have an interesting situation here to where he's a 7.5 million dollar player that's off the books right now, technically, because he's on long-term injury. So you can go acquire a player of up to $7.5 million as long as Vladdy's injured. Now, that all comes to an end and is washed away the first day of playoffs when they have the roster set two days before the first playoff game. So now Vladdy Tarasenko can come back, and you can have already acquired a player of $7 million to your lineup, and it's not against the rules. So, strategically, I know I see your head right now. The hamster is like running oh, in its wheel. So fast. Fuck, fuck he's off the rails. <laughs> oh, yeah, trust me. Yeah. So, it's now. It's been fine this whole time. It's Thanks been fine, lot, but I'm worried his, his little hamster's like his chest is pounding <laughs> right now. So, so, Donnie, work with me. I got he the dry erase board. man. That's all. Pay attention to all the right. PowerPoint presentation here, here okay? <laughs> Which means if they wanted to acquire like Chris Kreider. 
from the Rangers, who's what a five million dollar. And that's player. who everybody's. Talking Everybody about. is like, and I know we should get into that because we'll see. We'll discuss between the three of us how he fits in with the Blues if that ever happened. But hypothetically, if they went and got him, they wouldn't have to be over the salary cap until the playoffs come when Vladdy would come back, and then the salary cap no longer exists. So it's kind of like cheating. Sure. But we won't say that. Right? You're just hiding money is we're, what you're doing, It's strategic. Yeah. It's not like Houston Astros here. Like, we're not banging oh, on a geez. trash can. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but, but don't you – well, okay. But don't you still, again, perfect world, want Tarasenko to get game action where he can get guys you, – you know, like have a couple of those sort of games before the playoffs so he can start to get back into it? Because once the playoffs start, you know, you talk about having a, a an X on your on your, on your your sweater, he's going to have it because they're going to know he's coming back and they're going to be looking to drill but him. Won't so- they have? won't he have an X on his, on his jersey no matter when he comes back? So – Keep him out for the regular season so he doesn't maybe get hurt. Give that man and a party. He yet. texted me the answer. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just ready to roll that. But but then, okay, okay, okay. But then let's say you go out and you get somebody else. Mm-hmm. And you've developed this chemistry. And then Vladimir comes back in. Does that risk disrupting good chemistry if the team's playing well at that time? Oh, I have man. so many questions. Okay, he's so way no, thinking it right. Let's go with that. I do. Okay, I, I mean I have a tendency. Yeah. you know me, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he no, likes to be well, negative. We're excited. <laughs> oh no, sorry, no, no, sorry, sorry. No, he is no. such a fan that he's like seeing all these different <laughs> scenarios. He's like, and uh, Dad hasn't been here to explain <laughs> it to us. He's like the guy in a beautiful mind. All those numbers going on in his head. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I like that guy, except way dumber. Yeah, way. Well, Jeff said that. I did. So now, okay. So let's go down that road. Okay. Let's let's play make believe here. At not that kind of make believe, Jeff. It. Let's play make believe. Chris Kreider is now a St. Louis Blue. Yes. We've traded for him. Yay! Woo-hoo. Okay. Question for both of you guys: Do you think he's the type of player that fits in with the St. Louis Blues and Craig Berube? I say yes. Okay. I say I don't honestly know. I, I, I don't You don't honestly, know or I, your answer's no. No, no, I say I honestly don't know yeah, because I don't know I that honest, much about yeah. Kreider. Okay. To I don't be know what kind of player that. he is. Yeah, I don't. Okay, so Chris Kreider is a straight up and down, super fast, big, burly winger who loves to crash the net. I'm getting excited. So, yes, it's like hockey boner time, right? Yep. Because Okay, so I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, you're different reasons. But still... <laughs> Craig Berube style player, you would look at it, and I wouldn't say he's what you'd find in the dictionary, but he's pretty close to what Craig Berube would love to have in his lineup. So that being said, he fits in as a hockey player tremendously. Now, where does he fit in in the culture, in the vibe of the locker room? We know that's huge. And the Blues have had very little turnover as far as players are concerned. Uh, Joel Edmondson and Pat Maroon are the only two that have left, and you've brought in Justin Falk, who arguably is still trying to find his way at times within the group. Mm-hmm. So that being said, where would Chris Kreider fit in? And everything I hear about him is he's hell, hell of a guy, great worker, pr- true professional. And even if you said, like, it becomes incredible and it's a great fit, then Vladdy comes back. You're thinking this is a dream. It may not be because now Vladdy's going to want his piece of the pie as well. Kreider's going to want his piece of the pie. O'Reilly, Perron, Shen, Schwartz. There's only one puck out there, guys. And we can't, not everybody gets to have a piece of it at the same time. So, sure. wait a minute. So, you're telling me that these grown men that are professional athletes would get butt hurt, possibly, because there's too many cooks in the kitchen? Well, okay. 
Some, yes. Okay, so there's two answers to your question. Some guys, yes, they literally do. They're selfish hockey players. I don't see that on the Blues. I've seen it on other teams. I've played with guys like that where if you don't get them the puck, they pout, and then they shut it down and figure, screw you guys. We don't have that here with the Blues. I don't see that for various reasons. Now, what happens is guys are competitive. So you're the best player, one of the best players in the world, and you thrive with puck possession. Well, you're going to want that puck. It's not like you're being butthurt, but you want the puck. Like, right. I want the game on my stick. Mm-hmm. Like, Patrick Mahomes wants a football in his hands come the last set of downs in the Super Bowl. It's no different for these guys. And so, that being said, you can only have so many go-to guys. And even like Justin Falk, we'll use him as another example he played every situation in Carolina. First power play, first penalty kill. Oh, well, he's not in that role now, and that's taken him a while to get used to. So Chris Kreider comes in. Where does he fit in right away? Then Tarasenko comes back. How do you dice up the pie, so to say, to where everybody's competitive, hungry, and happy? But is that a good problem to have? This is the million-dollar question. In fact, probably $7 million question <laughs> is, can this be something that's successful? Because you have an incredible culture right now, and you don't want to mess that up. So now to really throw a wrench into your hamster wheel, Donnie, yeah. oh, okay? Man. Great. The Blues could also consider that adding Vladimir Tarasenko at the end of the season is essentially like a deadline deal to where they're picking up a guy that they didn't have team is playing well, and now you're adding a superstar to your lineup. Without making another Without move is doing what you're saying. Okay. A damn thing. And Doug Armstrong has been known to sit on his hands, so to say. And last year was one of them where you know everybody thought, okay, deadline day, we're going to clean house here. The Blues had only won like two games in a row at that time. And they felt good about their game, but they still weren't playing up to where they could be or where they ended up right. ultimately. So we'll see how Doug Armstrong looks at this and he's going to have to evaluate if adding a guy and trying to create a brand new culture and have everybody a part of it, which Craig Berube has done an incredible job as we know, um, or is it better to just leave it status quo? I mean, heck we're in first place anyways, right now, why poke a horse when you don't have to. And then when you add Vladdy, it's really seamless because everybody knows Vladdy. They won with Vladdy. He's played with all these guys. He's had line mates. There is no, change of culture i i am i'm the, the thing that concerns me about the deal man i don't love the idea of trading jordan Cairo. i don't either I, and i understand and i very much understand that you have to give to get that this isn't one of those situations from like calling radio shows where people are like i don't understand why you don't trade bob bass into the kings for wade gretzky stupid shit like that <laughs> right, like yeah. i understand that was Jeff. you have to give to get <laughs> but at the same time like I mean that with, with often seemingly something that's that it's a really tough thing to find, and we think we got something here. Don't we want to kind of hang on to that guy and see what's in his future a little? You know what I mean? Like he and seems like he could be a top six guy for years. Yeah, and Kreider could be one and done. And and you, I think Jamie is right on it to where you let these younger guys play and get all that valuable experience as long as the success is there. They're how many points in front right now? Six or eight or something? I think they got like a six-point cushion. Six-point cushion right now. So you monitor that. So far, so good. All these young guys get this valuable experience. Come playoff time, you add 
uh, Vlad- Vladimir Tarasenko. So now you got Tarasenko and all these young guys with this great experience. And then you make another run. Yeah, okay. So here's- it's that easy, Donnie. It, it, <laughs> oh, very I simple. Think of that. Jeff should write a book. <laughs> I if, have. It if won he could three write. Awards. If called, he could write. It's called The Watering Hole. It won three awards. <laughs> the Glory Hole? Watering oh, Hole. Oh, Watering Hole. And it's sorry. a kid's book, you jerk. Okay, sorry about that. My bad. I was going with the odds. <laughs> so anyways... <laughs> Um, the the touchy thing here, or the, or the difficult thing, is to predict where these players end up ultimately, right? right? Everybody had high hopes for Robert Thomas. Took him a little while to get going. Now he's dominating out there. Every time this guy touches the puck, something happens. Well, he, when he starts uh, going at about center ice and you, he gets the skates going, I'm like, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> it reminds me of like Mike Medano, quite yeah. honestly. I know that's a really heavy comparison. Sure. But when he gets going, he's got the speed and he's dynamic. Mm-hmm. And you literally, like you said, you get on the edge of your seat. Oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah. Right. And you I know? know where you're going with this. Kairou could be the same thing down the road. It could be. Now, Kairou's development has been slower. And the reason it's been slower is because he is taking longer to develop the all-around game. And so this is where I think it gets tricky for Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube and the Blues and all of us who are fans is do you pass up on a guy like Chris Kreider because you're hoping that Jordan Cairo finds his way, and then ultimately how far does he have to go to get to be that all-around player? And then that all-around player, does it look like something that Craig Berube is going to be confident in playing in the top six? If you have answers that say no across the board on that, then dealing him is probably the best way to go because you'd rather get something for him now than to sit on him and then have him not develop and then you've got a commodity that nobody wants. Well, right, because if you trade him now, that I mean, his trade value is probably almost as high as it's going to be without a further NHL resume to prove. Can I throw a baseball example in this? What's the no. the young kid? I, it was actually not for you. Uh, <laughs> what is the young kid that's a, a, for the Cardinals that's a switch hitter and he can play everywhere? Whoa, whoa. Uh, Edmund, Tommy Edmund? Yeah, him. Sure. When when there was talk of uh, tr- putting him in the trade for the third baseman for Colorado, Arenado, whatever Arenado, his name yeah. is, uh, I think it was Carricker, maybe Stalter, that said, don't get upset about wanting to trade this kid who could be something because you're getting somebody who's already what you hope he's going to turn well, out well, to be. Well, sure, but those which are maybe kinda, that's what this situation is. But those could are kind of different because Arenado has like six years left on his deal. Yeah. And, and Kreider's a, a one and done. But I mean, I, under, I, I understand. Don't break that. down my example because then you're going to realize that it's not a good example. No, but wait, he is. Listen, you're both. No, I know what you're saying. You're both yeah, right. One guy is signed, the other one is not, right? Is you that guys what are both right, which pains me to say it, actually. <laughs> yeah, all right, and we're um, done. We're done. Yes, that, okay. That's good. Okay, that's a wrap. Take care, everyone. Go Blues. <laughs> we'll see you next week. No, um, that's the risk, okay? And, you know, and any good general manager will tell you that the deal is usually good for both sides when both sides end up a little uncomfortable, meaning that the Rangers parting with a leader and a proven NHL guy, taking a bit of a risk on a young guy who could be something, and then the Blues in return, they're getting a known commodity, but they're also trading something who could be a star. So you're a little uncomfortable making the deal, which means it's probably right for both sides. Um, yeah, I worry a couple things here, and this is where my brain, so stay with me. Jordan Cairo has all the physical abilities to do it. He's proven that in junior hockey. He's proven it in the American Hockey League. He's been dominant at those levels. He reminds me, and I'm not saying his whole career because we're too young into Cairo's career, but Ty Ratty. Oh, boy. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, no, but hear me out here, okay? If you look, if you Google Ty Ratty's stats, 
in junior hockey and then in the American Hockey League, you're like, oh, my God, this guy was a rock star. He couldn't ever quite put it together at the NHL level. Now, that's a big, you know, that's a big body of work that I'm using because Ty Ratty was in and out of the NHL for many years. And I'm not saying Jordan Cairo is Ty Ratty. Sure. I'm saying, personally, when I sit back and observe the, the pattern that he's on, it reminds me of it. And that that's kind of what scares me. And I think, is he a Craig Berube player? Like, look at right now what you have in the lineup. O'Reilly, Shan, Schwartz, Perron, like Steen, Sunquist. Those guys are not dynamic. They are, but first and foremost, they're guys that you're totally comfortable putting on the ice in any situation. Mm-hmm. Ivan Barbashev, put him anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Anybody you have. Jordan Cairo, last minute of the game, they've got the goalie pulled. Jeff, are you putting him on? Uh, Jordan Cairo, I would say no. Exactly. Because he's not tight defensively. Exactly. So that's my point is, but you'd put Chris Kreider on, wouldn't you? A hundred percent. Are there similarities, you think, between like Cairo and maybe, maybe the comparison like to Robbie Fabry as far as maybe not being a Craig Berube type guy? Yes. Donnie, well done. Good job, Donnie. Well Thanks. I mean, I'm glad you opened up your what, text so you I, saw me text after. <laughs> That's two times in the course of like three minutes. He said, yeah, that See, we you were thought right. I was going to be all we negative. Should, we here. should stop. We yeah, should think stop. It might be good Guys time. are hot right now. I know, man. God. But no, you're right. Yeah, it, it could be a situation where, you know, Robbie Fabry's an excellent hockey player. He's actually gone on to Detroit and making a pretty damn good season for himself over there, but he was never going to play in that role with the St. Louis Blues for Craig Berube. This, to me, resembles that situation. And if that's the case, why would you wait another two or three years and go through this still, this roller coaster, when you can get a Kreider? And guess what? Now that the Blues have done a great job of promoting their city, winning the Cup, the All-Star Game, all the stuff the Blues do, you may have an outside chance of re-signing Kreider. Okay, I'm sorry. You're You're Doug Armstrong. What do you do? I make the deal. I would make the deal because, for me, it's about the now. Do the St. Louis Blues have the ability to be the only team in recent history, apart from the Pittsburgh Penguins, to repeat as Stanley Cup champions? Yes, they have everything in place. They're deep on the back end. They've got Mikola in the minors that we know now can come up and play. Oh, so loved that guy. Right? Wow. Okay, there's, he's just not here because there's no room for him. So come playoff time, he gets brought up, and he's sitting in – you know, he's in the bullpen waiting to go if you need him. Yeah. As far as forwards go, look at the depth that the Blues have had and what they've overcome with injuries so far this year. So if you add Chris Kreider, you delete, you know, delete or trade Jordan Cairo. You're looking at going, you know what, guys? We can freaking do this. Like, repeat is not why, out of the question. Why is Kreider being uh, bandied about as far as them getting rid of? They just don't think they can resign him? Well, the Rangers are kind of headed in a different direction, right? They're, okay. they're trying to get younger. And they're rebuilding on the move, so to say. And Kreider's an unrestricted free agent. And I don't think that they see themselves spending the dollars to keep him. And I think he would turn down some of their offers and end up unrestricted. And then you're not concerned about that at all now. with St. Louis? I'm in the now, right? The so Chicago come, Blackhawks operated in the now so and he, got three Stanley Cups. He comes here and they win back-to-back Cups and he walks. That's okay with you? That's okay with me. I mean... Well, then then I go, well, Jordan Cairo, it was nice. You look great in a Ranger sweater. Yeah. Here's and the thing, uh, if I'll he, be out on market. Yeah. That's if, right. If Kreider comes <laughs> yelling here at me. and they <laughs> win back-to-back cups on the night of the raising the banner, and I'm not going to be going, oh, I wish Kreider was here. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be okay with him bouncing after well, a Stanley Yeah, game. and look at the depth for the Blues still. You know, even if you, uh, you know, send Cairo to the Rangers, you're still pretty deep up front. I mean, there's still guys that are sitting in the minors for the Blues that could come up and be a role player. And that's quite honestly, that's what Cairo is right now yeah. is kind of a role player. Yeah. And Robert Thomas has only continued to get better. Uh, Tarasenko will be back full-time next year, you know, knock on wood, oh, hopefully. I know this is going to sound like a joke because I always bring him up, but since he came back from his injury, I know he was doing well in the minors. Clem Costin, how's he doing? Do you know? Is he still scoring points or not? Yeah, he's off. He's hot and cold. So hot Okay, cold. so he's not lighting it up down there, so we need to bring him up. That's what you keep saying. Like, you know, it's not like he's crushing it there. No, to me, when he's dominant down there That's to where every up, time right? he touches the puck, something happens, that's when you have no choice but to call him up because – He's plateaued right. at that level, and now you got to challenge him for the next level. And I, I see him being a part of the second half of this season, uh, and, and I still see him being a part of the future. And yeah, he might be able to. He might be able to contribute more than a Jordan Cairo overall when all is said down the road. Yeah. Okay. What do you, What do you think of Justin Falk's season? And and, and we've t- we you know we've talked about it, and I've read about it, and heard you know obviously, and and we touched on it earlier. You touched on it in the podcast. You know, he was coming into a team that was already pretty much set. You know, and in Carolina, he was one of the guys. He didn't have that same role here. So, he, as you said, he's still kind of trying to to find his way. I notice when I watch the game, I don't hear his name as much as maybe I'd like to. I know that's a really, like, kind of shitty way to no, to, to, it, to say if somebody's there or not. But, but what do you think of this guy? Because, obviously, he's here for a while. I mean, he's a key cog going forward. Yeah, look, we got seven more years of Justin Falk, so we're hoping that he finds a rhythm. And I think that that's the biggest thing for him is I don't feel like he's found a rhythm. You know, they're changing partners quite a bit. He's with Petro. He's with Dunn. You know, he moves around. He's on the right side, the left side. That's what I was going to bring. I, I know we don't like to get super X's and O's here, but um, immediately he was on the opposite side he, he was used to, correct? Yeah, and that's it's a different look. I can tell you people think, oh, it's just, you know, it's a different look. You view the ice from a different angle and passing cross body rather than just moving it up without having to, you know, contort your body in weird ways. And you see the ice better as a right-handed shot. When he's facing up ice, he sees almost the entire ice. But when he, if he's playing the left side and the ice would be on his left, he gets the puck here. He's got to turn his whole body and try to find somebody who's open to make a play or turn his whole body to try and skate up the ice. It's little small details, but they matter. Especially I would think when that would be are, a big deal. Like, it is. Yeah. It's actually harder to, to see that that one side is like your blind spot, and usually it's behind you because you're facing up ice, where in this case it's the first eye that's up ice. So it's going to be a little harder for transition game. For okay, sure. devil's advocate, you're getting paid a crap ton of money. Figure it out. No, I agree. Okay, You figure it out, but you also paid this guy a crap ton of money. Figure out what where you can put him to be the most successful, too. You don't want to just give a guy a bunch of money and say, hey, by the way, you're playing goalie now. Figure right, it right, out. Right, We're paying yeah, you yeah. $7 million, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So your theory works, but it doesn't for everything. Sure. Um, and, and look, it's it's a different vibe to go from every single shift in Carolina. You know, everything. We talked about yeah. it. Power play, penalty kill, last minute, whether you're winning or losing, and you're the go-to guy, you're a captain, you're this or that, the other. You come here, you're just an accessory. Because everybody else is already in place. They just want a Stanley Cup without you, which means they could probably do it without you again. Now, they want you a part of it, and now you got to find your spot within the team. And I think he's still struggling to find his, 
his voice within the group. And I don't mean like in the locker room. Sure. Just, you know, he's on the second power play unit. He doesn't get yeah. those automatic touches every time. And that's going to take some time for him. And it might just, that might be his role for the next seven years, guys, because if Alex Petrangelo resigns, which I think he will, then he's not going to be surpassed by Justin Falk. They're not going to give Falk the lion's share of the ice time. They're going to give it to Petro. Okay, so off the top of my head, you've got a big Tarasenko contract. You've got, potentially, a big Petro contract. Falk makes a ton of money. So how do the Blues manage this roster and Doug Armstrong manage this roster so that this does not turn into the Chicago Blackhawks maybe that's not a great example because I think they're playing a little bit better the, the last couple months, but how do you keep it from turning into your top four or five guys taking up your entire freaking payroll? Well, the Blues are actually in a pretty good situation because they could walk away from Jay Bowmeister's contract next year. So that's, what, $3.5 million mm-hmm. off the books. Um, Jake Allen is probably going to get moved. He's done a great job, and I'm not saying that I don't like him, but you just signed Ville Husso to a one-way contract next year, which means that he's in your plans as far as being in the NHL. What, what's Jake Allen's uh, money? What he makes he like make? 4.2. Okay, so there's $7 million So gone, seven and seven a half plus, yeah, total right, right there, there uh, right off the top. Now the salary cap is also probably going to go up a little bit. They're getting a new TV deal that's kicking in, so that'll get a nice bump. And then there are other pieces that you could look to subtract that make a good chunk. I love Alexander Steen. To death, but you know he makes what five million dollars, and he'll be in the last year of his contract. I think he's a valuable part of the team, but yeah. dot dot dot. If we're just going GM only, and we want to force feed a Chris Kreider into our lineup, you could say, "All right, we're going to take some of this money." And Alexander, I love you to death, but you know we're going to buy you out and right. wish you the best because we have money we'd like to allocate somewhere else. Oh, I tell you what, I very, very, very last two years ago, very critical of Alexander Steen. Yeah. And now I get misty thinking of him not being on the team now anymore. Now I'm going to the game tonight to get there early to make sure that I can, you know, cheer when they acknowledge his thousandth game or whatever the heck. Look, he is one of the best tonight. guys to ever wear a blue note. Yeah. yeah. And trust me, even talking about that is putting our business hat on. It's very difficult. He's a personal friend of mine, too. I just love the guy. But. If you're looking, if we're looking, like you yeah. said, Jeff, to how do we do this? Yeah, you're just Jamie Rivers, the accountant, right here, yeah. and that's what you got. Yeah, because you know I'm really good with numbers. And you know what's really? No, <laughs> hey, no, you're not. Uh, but <laughs> but Ale- Alexander Steen would also go. Yeah, I get it. He would go. Yeah, just I like get I get it when you push me down to the fourth line and say, "Be the best fourth liner the Blues have ever seen." Yeah, or a healthy scratch, or a healthy scratch. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, so. you? No, you're no, I mean okay, Alexander sorry. Steen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, you're Dink. right. Steener, you know, he embraced that role and. Not arguably, and, and guys. It. Without that line, we don't win the Stanley Cup. No right. way, yeah. We yeah. don't because they ended up playing against the other team's best lines. Imagine that. Your fourth line playing shutdown role. Incredible. And that's because Alexander Steen was able to demote himself and wrap his brain around it and give it 100%. Yeah. I, I just want to say I love this team so freaking much. Yeah. I love every freaking play. I love the coaches. I goddamn love everything that's going on right now. I I, I just it's just clean up on aisle two. But, but, but no, he, oh, he's not done yet. But, no, but, but seriously, as Blues fans, man, like I never thought we would be in this position where we're here and we're talking about the god the depth that that is what it is that. That we're talking about the potential for the team being so good to win. Is, anybody, is everybody cups? okay with me putting in the sound effect of an explosion right <laughs> here? Is that, is that okay? But it's, <sighs> man, I just, listen, 
I don't want to not enjoy every goddamn second of this. I have a feeling you are. I know, but I'm saying, though, man, it, like we had so many kicks to the nuts that, like, now it's just like, holy shit, I'm still so used to getting kicked in the nuts. I still Can don't I tell know you how something? to act. I'm Here, sorry. There's one of the reasons why it's – here's the reasons why it's good to be a Blues uh, fan right now. Yeah. We want a Stanley Cup. Yep. I say we. Yeah. There is a Stanley Cup banner hanging down there at uh, Enterprise Center. Yeah. And and they're doing well again this year. And this guy says they have a chance of re freaking peating. All of that. But here's the whipped cream. Chicago sucks balls. <laughs> Detroit sucks even more balls. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I know that one's more for you. Yeah, really, I don't know which you one I like hated better. You the Red Wings worse, didn't you? Yeah. But, but, but once they really went to the did. East, though, that my hate subsided a bit. Now, I still don't love that jersey. I still don't. What? I remember... Yeah, I don't love the jersey in the sense that I remember getting my my favorite team getting yeah. their brains beat out by. Well, them yeah, I got often. kicked in the nuts by a lot of guys wearing that jersey too. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. the jersey itself. While is, you were is, on is the beautiful. team, right? While I was on the team, mostly in the showers. <laughs> I actually paid for it. It just, it, you know, man. I, again, I just, I don't want to take it for granted. I, we've all just wanted this for so long. It's just such a fun place to be and to, and to be in. Like I said, man, I just kind of... This was our first Stanley Cup, and we all remember our first time. Right. You want to enjoy it. <laughs> you want to realize what's happening. Did, I, it, did you guys raise a banner on your first time, too? And you know what? I don't want to turn into a spoiled They made a highlight fan. tape. <laughs> I don't want to turn into a spoiled Cardinal fan that takes advantage of the fact that right. the team only went three years without making the playoffs, and holy crap, it... End of the world. Team's going to, you know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. I just want to enjoy But you it. also don't want to be that fan that goes, oh, you changed the goal song? I'm getting rid of my season ticket. Oh, You know, no. one of those kind of guys. Oh, God. Well, this is all the more reason to bring us right back to where we were about 20 minutes ago is we're in the now. Yeah. So if we're in the now, we're loving what we're seeing and we're loving being a part of this Damn whole it, thing. He's right. He's saying if you want to keep this going, you have to make those yeah. tough, tough business yeah. decisions. Well, of course. And get rid of people like Kyrou and don't re-sign Steen because Jamie Rivers hates him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that stuff. <laughs> don't believe that. My God. Joking, joking, joking. I shop at I Ikea all the time. Well, Alexander does listen to the podcast. So. He does. Yeah, he he does. called me one time. And, uh-huh. and well, again, he listens to a podcast, just not this one. <laughs> and again, uh, if you would like to speak Sponsor this podcast. Alexander Sponsorships Steen. are available. Uh huh. Yeah. IKEA. We're available. We love Steiner. All right. Well, here's what we got. LMBP at 1057thepoint.com for uh, any emails yep. that you would like to ask Jamie any questions, completely, but more importantly, sponsorships. Completely mowed my lawn there, but yeah, it's, sorry. that's where exactly where I was going. John, John yeah, here. Sorry. That's, that's, that's what I was doing. Well, uh, gentlemen, this has been a great friggin' time. Jamie, it was amazing to have you back. Can't wait to do it again. It's great, guys. I'm happy to be back. Love you guys. I miss you guys, so let's keep doing it. Are you back? I'm back, baby. You're back for I'm the podcast. back in black. Literally, like I'm wearing black today. Ladies and gentlemen, the Last Minute Blues podcast is back in full effect. Jamie Rivers from 101 ESPN, former St. Louis Blue. Jeff Burton from 105.7 The Point. Donnie Fandango from 105.7 The Point. Thank you for listening. And as always, let's go Blues. The Last Minute Blues podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.